Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Ginarman, and for today's episode, I have another guest. Um, this is actually one of my um, classmates from school, but she so happens to be a very avid K-Pop fan, so can you care to introduce yourself? Oh, hey everyone. My name is Joyce. I, I know Gian from school, and we also have the same interest with K-Pop and K-Dramas, so I'm very happy to be on this broadcast. Yep, I'm really looking forward to today's episode because we have a new show for this episode. So I kind of kind of thought, okay, what would be something that would be slightly new? And I figured, oh, okay, let's do a playlist show. So for this episode, we are going to be doing a K-pop playlist for summer. Now, I, I know what you might be thinking because I know my demographics and I know where most of you guys are from, whoever's listening. And I realize that a lot of you are probably in the middle of winter and it's probably <laughs> snowing, which I know it seems a bit odd. Like, Gin, why, why are you doing a playlist for summer? It's like summer's like five months away. But, you know, um, I, okay, I put, I put this as my rationale, right? I figured... Since in Hawaii, since we're, this is where Joyce and I live, it's perpetually summer. So my thinking is, I will we'll do a summer playlist that will make everyone reminisce and remind themselves that, you know, summer's just around the corner. And, you know, hopefully when that time comes, it'll be a very enjoyable experience. And hopefully you can use this playlist to, you know, make you go through a summer day or make you, you know, make you not miss summer any less because you know there's songs out there that are inspired by summer so that's what we're going to be doing today but before we get into that of course if you like the podcast and you like what we do don't forget to like subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform we are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of and if you're on apple podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot and last but not least our social media will be in the podcast description below so without further ado let's get right into today's episode so to start our first song that we have today is dinosaur by akmu now i've mentioned akmu before on the show on numerous k-pop roundups i think i i mentioned them for their like recent single comeback a couple weeks back but you know this particular song was part of their summer episode ep that released back in 2017 and this is probably one of their most i think one of their more iconic summer songs at least in my opinion as this song is very very unique to them as they as a group they don't usually tend to delve into edm kind of stuff which you, which is something that you usually find in a lot of k-pop music especially the summer ones but you know joyce this song is really unique because they do it in a very very interesting way like what what were your thoughts when you you listened to the song for me i'm a i, I love akmu and when they did this drop I had to watch it. I, I, I watched it when it first dropped and I loved it so much. I love the vocalizations that Suhan had and how they made that into the EDM beat. That's what, it's, it's EDM, but it's Akmu style. It's so gorgeous. Like, I, I, I will agree with you that it's one of their most iconic songs because no one was doing what they were doing. And it's, 
it's so good. It's so, it has such a groove to it and the lyrics, like looking at it lyrically and musically because the brother composes and writes his own music. He writes all their songs and that's amazing that they're really self-composing these songs and the meaning behind um, the lyrics. Like, do you know the, the storyline and the lyrics, Ian? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's actually quite a dark story, actually, yes. considering it's such a summer EDM song. Um, if, you, if you don't know, um, it's kind of hinted throughout the video that Suyun and um, Chanyeok, who is the brother that we're mentioning, um, they're essentially running away from a dinosaur. Now, based on my research and some interviews that I've seen, um, the dinosaur is kind of it's kind of a metaphor. So back when they were kids, um, they weren't exactly rich. Like their family wasn't rich. Yeah. I think they were actually, I think their parents were actually missionaries. They were, um, yeah. they had a church in Mongolia, which is kind of wild by the way, but apparently they were, there were, a, there was a period where they had some financial debt and they had the loan sharks go after them, which is not a fun experience. I mean, I haven't yeah. experienced that myself, but that, in of itself sounds scary so when you have that context and you see the dinosaur in the video it just makes it really really dark <laughs> and it's i think it's kind of testament to akmu where they they talk about a very dark kind of story yet they play it they, i mean the music is composed in a very happy summer vibe way and you know speaking on the music uh i think Personally, in my opinion, the EDM is different, like we already mentioned, because it's a very slow EDM song. Like, it is. Yes, usually with EDM, it's high pace, high tempo music that, you know, is meant to make people dance, you know, at raves or clubs or whatever. But with this song, it's very chill. Uh, it's, it's quite a chill song, and they, they mix both acoustic sounds and both the electronic sounds really well. And this makes such a great summer bop. And, you know, I put the song here as the first song in this playlist because it's just such a solid beginning for a summer playlist, in my opinion. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's just right. And it's a very enjoyable song to listen to as well. So, yeah, Dinosaurs, Aqua, you should definitely check it out. It's a very, very fantastic song. But yeah. moving on to the next song, we have probably one of the most iconic K-pop songs ever, at least in in the 2010s, I suppose, because the K-pop has been around for that long. But, you know, we have Red Flavor from Red Velvet, which honestly, um, if you were to, you know, identify a song with a group, I think this song is probably well up there because Red Velvet and Red Flavor, they're like yin and yang. Like, you cannot, like, separate them from the two. Like, Joyce, like, what did you think about this song? Because this is a, this is such a fantastic summer song. I totally agree with you, Gian, because I believe when I was, like, listening to this and I did some research on it, it's actually voted number two in Korea as the most iconic song of, like, in 2010. In the 10-year span, this was voted number two, I believe, as the most, like, one of the most iconic songs ever. So, Red Velvet, um, great group love their music and their experiments. They're an experimental group and it shows in their, um, the results of it, it shows how much they put into their work. Their songs, they're all identified, like each era is identif 
you can identify each era. And this era was huge for Red Velvet. It, it's such, it's so catchy. It's one of the catchiest songs I think you will ever really listen to because it just gets like, I believe, um, I, I don't know if you've gone over the term like the earworm, like it mm -hmm. really goes yeah. in and it like, it, it just continues like it's so catchy. That's, it's, it's catchy, the hook. And it's, it's also a crazy video when you think about it. Like when you look at the video, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like they're fruit. They're like metaphorically, like they're supposed to have a fruit counterpart and they're talking to them. And for me, when I was watching it and looking at the lyrics and everything coming together, it's about growing up and it's about really maturing, you know, like a fruit, you mature and you become young adults. And it's so beautiful when you really like, really look at it. Like no matter how catchy it is, it has a beautiful meaning behind it also. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't really think of the video that way, like that because, I mean, I think the original music video never had subtitles. And, you know, all you see is the Red Velvet members and Fruit. And to be honest, it, I mean, I, I didn't really like, I, I don't know, I didn't put two and two together for me. Uh, because all that, like for me, I was just enraptured by the music like it's an incredibly mm -hmm. like as you mentioned it's such the intro is such an earworm like the hook oh yeah so good <laughs> like i mean which is honestly what you would expect from a title track like it's supposed to oh, drop yeah. in and this song definitely does that and it deserves to be the title track for the ep that it was a part of and it's mm -hmm. honestly just fantastic such a tropical beat as well yes. and it's such an a, a it's like it's such an addicting beat and Honestly, it's for me, it's one of those songs that I can never genuinely get tired of listening to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a K-pop song can do that, I think it's definitely one of the songs that you could put in your arsenal when um, you want to introduce someone who is new to K-pop. Like, this is one of, honestly, this is like one of the songs that I would, you know, show someone who isn't like familiar with the whole genre because this is, this is something that just encapsulates what, k-pop is about like this is like iconic and you know it's and you know it's just all in all also as well it's such a great summer song as well and you know it's definitely something fantastic even though yes. to be totally honest i never really thought that it's about it it's a song that's about growing up but you know well, Gian, i think of like for me i analyze all things i when i i listen to music i analyze the music but i also love because for me, K-pop is, is the experience. You watch the video, you see the colors, you see the members, you see what they're trying to portray in a video. And also you listen to the music and the lyrics. So for me, I, I always like really analyze like MVs just to like get like maybe they're hiding something or just mm. the meaning behind Because I feel like that's more impactful as a, like for artists. That's more impactful than just, it's a very catchy song. You know, like having mm. that, it makes me love that song even more. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I do agree with you. And usually I would try to analyze the music video like that as well. But considering how the song is such an earworm, like I just cannot like concentrate and like think about that. Like the song, like the sounds is just fantastic. And like, it's something that just demands your entire attention, like 100%. But, you know, as you, as you mentioned, like there's a very deeper story behind this song and it's not just a song like a very fun summer song. There's also some deep meaning as well. So, you know, okay. this song is number two on the playlist because of that. It's such an 
it's such an iconic song and you know honestly it's so addicting to listen to and it deserves to be number two on the playlist but moving on to song number three we have a iconic song yes. i guess that came out just this past summer it's called beach again by sock three now if you don't know what sock three is i think i talked about this on a previous cape out roundup when it came out back in i think in august or july i believe but basically it's a it, it's it's more like a project group so basically you had lee hyori who is if you don't know her she is one of the she was one of the biggest K-pop stars. She that, she was she is still a queen of K-pop. Okay, yeah. she okay, was the okay, queen still in two thousand. Okay. She still okay. She still is queen. That I only mentioned that because for me, I mean, my first like experience with Lee Hyori was the variety show version of her, not the oh. pop star version. And those Lee Hyoris are two different people, to be totally honest. I, so. Well, again, to be honest, you have three eras of Lee Hori, okay? She yeah. was in 1990s, okay? 1990s SES. I mean, um, El Finko. I'm sorry, SES was a different group. but And then you have Lee Hori <laughs> as a solo artist, and then you have Variety Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's true. three eras. Like, my first encounter with Lee Hori was the Lee Hori who was was in charge of her house when she turned into a vacation home for like two weeks. But anyway, anyway, aside from <laughs> Lee Hyori, we have Yoo Jae-suk, who is possibly one of yes. the biggest variety stores, show stars ever. Like not, He is the nation. He is yeah. Korea's MC. Who cannot know who he is? Like, I mean, if you watch Running Man, you obviously know who this man is. And he's basically on every show that you could possibly think of in Korea. He's on practically all of them. And last but not least, we have Rain, who is who is one of the most iconic rappers. He's a rapper, right? Just to be sure. He is not a rapper. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I got that wrong. But he's one of the sorry, that's like one of the stereotypes about Rain, by the way. People think he's a rapper, but he's one of the most I blame it on that era where he had dreads. I blame that era so bad. He is so much more than that. I know he's a joke now in Korea, but he is so... Oh, I loved Rain when he was the biggest in the 2000s. Yeah, but, but you know, he's... he Like, as Joyce said, he, he was one of the biggest stars in K-pop back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, they all decided to make a group and do songs together, which honestly could be the... Um, I mean, it's funny. Like, I think I mentioned this in the uh k-pop roundup that i mentioned this song in like this if this kind of collaboration were to happen in america it would be the equivalent of drake beyonce Mm -hmm. and conan o'brien deciding yeah let's just make music together and you everyone at first would think oh this is such a joke but then when you actually listen to the music it's like wow this is actually good But at the same time, I you can't that. you can't take it seriously because you have a you have a talk late night talk show host and two very talented artists deciding we're gonna make music together in the most random like collab ever, which which honestly to me this whole collaboration to me is like the most random thing ever. Like I get like they're mostly they're most likely friends, but it's this sock three collaboration is. Honestly, it's one of the most random collaborations I've ever seen. But Beach Again is honestly one of the most summer e-bops 
that you'll probably that you'll probably have in this whole playlist honestly in my opinion because it's it's just so much fun and it harkens back to i think 90s music in general and not just in k-pop but this the whole era of 90s music is just encapsulated in this song and joyce i don't know about you but i really love the euro pop beats and the very corny which i i personally love very corny brass band in the background like what, what were your thoughts let me honest okay i didn't hear this song because of school but when i watched it i enjoyed this so much like i just love just the whole performance of it just it just made me laugh it it was very happy it made me happy it was so like it was so upbeat it was so colorful it's so 90s like you can't deny it's such a 90s song but it's so awesome how they composed it and it just made i just replayed it i was like yeah i'm just gonna listen to this for a little bit it like Um, honestly if you were to compare this song to a feeling it would just be pure unadulterated happiness like it's not even like I think this is kind of a thing in today's music as well. Like even in the happy music of today, it's I, I don't think you could even compare the type of happy that you get from today's music to what Beach Again does with in, term, in terms of happiness because it's a whole nother level. That honestly, I think for a lot of people who are quite cynical about it, they would think it's a bit too much. But this song just does it. I don't know. It's just my opinion because I don't think songs are that happy but or maybe they just do it in a different way but you know 90s music just has a very distinct way of showing that you know it's a happy song if you get what i mean and yeah you know it's just a fantastic song and even like i think we have to mention the music video as well because holy smokes it's oh, like music video. <laughs> it's so like it's so 90s like Every, it, everything from like the outfits, which I, I really like, by the way, it reminded me oh, yeah. of how it was back in the day, even though like I don't really remember the 90s, but I think you could say the early 2000s oh. was kind of like the, uh, kind of like all of the things from the 90s kind of still was a thing in the early 2000s at least, but like it just really reminded me of that era. Like, do you have like any like favorite things from the music video? Because I think for me, it's definitely all of the beach scenes. Like that's... Yeah. All of those scenes to me like reminded me of I, I don't know like a very not I guess you could say Baywatch but mm, yeah yeah like Baywatch I mean like Rain did take his shirt off oh yeah by the way if you don't know like it's a very it's a very Rain thing for him to do yeah by with him just yeah. taking his shirt off which to be fair um, even though he's I think he's almost forty <laughs> I, um, I believe yeah. he's he's actually. 38 if i'm not mistaken yeah and that technically makes him the maknae of the group which is kind of wild yeah he's 38 <laughs> he's a maknae but like i mean to be honest considering his age and just like his body he looks he looks incredible oh right and yeah i mean like if i had a body like that i mean i would definitely show it off so i don't blame him for that and like you know it just added to the all of the just very nostalgic feelings that you have with the song and you know it's just so unequivocally summer the song and it's just another fantastic song and again it's much like red flavor red flavor for me the song it's 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 it, it just has that charm and innocence i suppose that just you just can't help but not love 
And, yeah. you know, that's why this song is number three on the playlist because it's just that kind of song that you just cannot forget. And I think this song will probably be remembered for the years to come because this is honestly one of, I think honestly, this as my personal opinion, it could be one of the biggest, I mean, at least one of the most notable and famous collaborations we've seen in K-pop so far. And True. just because of the pure stardom behind everyone in the group, like everyone individually is incredibly famous and incredibly talented in what they do. And it just so happens they're, they're just all of their talent to synergize into something really fantastic and fun and in the sock three project. So yeah, it's just a very, very fantastic song, but moving on to song number four, we have honestly, in my opinion, just, if you're just going to judge it based on the music video, it's probably one of the most colorful and vibrant music videos you'll find in K-pop. And that is egoistic by Mamamoo. And let me tell you, this is, you know, I think I mentioned this during the Mama Moo episode, I think a few months ago, but you know, this song is just everything that you would associate with Mama Moo. It has the vocals, it has just the pure, I wouldn't, pure like just badassery that Mama Moo always evokes all the time. And, you know, on top of all that, it's just a great summer song. And, you know, what did you think about the music, Joyce? Because I think the moment that they started with like an acoustic guitar intro that oh, is yeah. also very reminiscent of Latin pop, which I think what is what Mamamoo was trying to do with the song. But like, I think the moment that I hit, I heard that, like I was in, like, there was no, like, there's no leaving because they drawn me in. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. When that guitar started, I was like, oh, it's going to be good already. I can tell. And just the whole vibe of it. It's, I can definitely see the Latin like flavor they're going for and just the it was very provocative and very sensual i would say oh, yeah, in the performance yeah. and it's like okay i understand like for me i was like when they like would every move they did and they would stare at the camera i'll be like oh don't know it was like so intense like their eye contact through the lens is like oh my god like it captures you and then just the whole like music video is so stunning like legitimately like by the end everything was on fire oh, and yeah. it's just like it, it, everything was on fire and just felt that heat like this was such it's this is a very hot like I feel like it's a very hot song and at some points I think like for me when I was watching the members and just oh, I love their vocals their vocals are always on point they're always strong like from each member or the rap and it's like I think at one point I was looking at one of the members I'm like she kind of reminds me of Shakira like just the way her look I think it was um are you talking solar? about solar solar yeah, yeah I think it was solar yes. yeah she was so reminiscent of Shakira like in her look and just the way she moved oh, yeah. I'm like yeah this is so <laughs> like but I loved it like I just loved watching it like it was it was gorgeous this music video and the song oh perfect yeah I mean I honestly like even out like, just like they taking the song aside, like I would honestly go and watch the music video every so often because of how just how vibrant it is. Like I, I mentioned this in the in the beginning, like it's such a vibrant music video and honestly everything is eye candy in the entire music video. And I'm not just talking about the idols, of course, but 
everything about it is just so colorful and just really, really just appealing to look at. And it's just really, really fantastic. And, you know, talking on Solar, actually, I mean, like, you know, I think, yeah, this is probably right, but she's probably the only K-pop idol that actively does pole dancing, which she does in the video, mm -hmm. which yes, is honestly... I, I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's when you know, like, yeah, she, she means business. She, she, she's not playing, you know what I mean? Like, but like, you know, like even that itself, like, I, I think, I think pole dancing is honestly such a very like strenuous physical thing to do. And you need yeah. to be like in top shape to do that. Just based on what, from what I've seen anyway. And yeah. for her to do that, like in the music video, and I think she, she's done this before live as well. So, you know, I think adding that is just such a fantastic summer song. And it just gives off all the summer vibes as well. And, you know, like you've already mentioned, Joyce, like the Latin pop for this like whole concept of Mamamoo is honestly probably one of the best concepts they've ever done. And even though this, this concept came out around two years ago now, back in 2018, like for me, mm -hmm. I think much like how Red Flavor usually associated with Red Velvet, like Egoistic is probably the song that, I will usually associate with Mamamoo Mama going forward because it's such a great song. There's really nothing much wrong about it. And it's just, it just puts you in that summer mood right away. And it's just a fantastic song. And, you know, I think when you look back, eventually when Mamamoo, I don't know what, if they'll disband or whatever, but, you know, I think this would, again, this would definitely be one of the songs that people will remember because it's such a hit. And even like, every so often I go on YouTube and watch Mama Moon reactions and you know whenever they whenever new people react to this song they're so like taken aback and just so amazed by everything in the song and I think that just just shows the absolute just bop success that the song actually is but anyway for the fifth song in this playlist we have Wave by Ati is it Ati's? it's Ati's Ati's? Yeah. is it 80's? 80s 80s yeah 80s and this song is from their treasure ep3 mini album that came out last year and i actually remember this song coming out last year and i was really really intrigued by the song because i think i think in the spectrum of idols i think 80s is kind of i wouldn't say they're like a rookie rookie group but they're still kind of an up-and-coming group but yeah. I was really blown away by this summer song, actually, because I, this is actually, like, upon, like, doing this vi this podcast, this is, like, the first time I actually listened to Wave. Shock, I know, like, this is probably one of the biggest summer songs ever. But, you know, this is such a great song. Like, Jenny, it's such a fantastic song. And much like how egoistic is going in with these Latin pop vibes, this song does it really well as well as, you know, Joyce, like, what did you think? Because this this is such a great bop. I'll be honest, like, I know who 18s are, but 18s was, but I didn't really listen to a lot of their music. I'm starting to get into them now. And listening to this is a really great introduction to them. Like, I really enjoyed this song. Like, watching it, watching the video, watching, like, I don't know, the cinematography. Like, I'm really into cinematography, so... Um, I just like watching like where they filmed it. Um, they're so tropical looking. It's just it's an island. I think it was um Saipan. They yep, filmed Saipan. It in Saipan. Saipan. Yeah, and it's like it's so beautiful. And then I just found it funny. They're all wearing like 
I say they're Aloha shirts. I don't know. Maybe they're on Saipan. They have shirts like that. But I'm just gonna say Aloha shirts. Sorry, Saipan. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like, just to cut in a little bit. But to be totally honest, I genuinely thought they filmed that in Hawaii for like the longest. <laughs> yeah, I can see time. because it looked yeah, like it. That. But then I looked it up and figured, oh, they're in Saipan. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it looks similar. But yeah, that probably makes sense. But yeah, like yeah, I really like the cinematography in the whole video as well. It's like really, really, it's great, and it just gives off what probably what Saipan probably offers as well. It's a very tropical island, and you know when you usually think tropical island, you usually think summer as well. It kind of goes two and two together, right? Yeah, so, hand in hand. Yeah, that's, that's totally right. And then also when you look at the song in general, the beat, I think it's um, what's it called? Like Mam Mam Bahatan. It's a Mahabhatan song. It's like a combination of house music and reggaeton. And it's mixed. And you can really see that it's invoked in this music video and in the song. Like, it's very, like, that, that beat. Like, you know yeah. this is like a, like a, sum, this is a summer song. You can tell already. It has that yeah. just beat and melody to it. Yeah, and I think the, right, the choice of this using that kind of style, this, this fits really well with summer. Like, you know, I think for a lot of people, I think when they usually associate reggae, they usually associate with anything related to summer. And this song killed it. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think also as well, I should also say that a lot of the vocals in the song, like I think the whole group has very excellent vocals, at, at least for this song. Like the arrangement is really, really good. And everything is just is great. And I really do like uh, one particular line. Um, I'm not sure why they added Hakuna Matata. I mean, it worked um, in the I, song. But I'm going to be honest. It's not the first song I've heard Hakuna Matata in. Really? But- I just okay. yeah. I, there's other. I'll I'll show you other songs. There's other songs with Hakuna Matara in there. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. this is this is admin we're doing. So, but I, I mean, love how he said it with his chest. <laughs> he said it with his chest, like Mahu. <laughs> it was. I was like, that was a great line. That made me hooked. I'm like Hakuna Matara. You know, it'd be it'd be kind of hilarious if, say, if that line gets used in the future for like I don't know for some future boy group summer song and they um they, they completely copy the lion king moment and they like oh. they carry one of the members up in the air on top of a rock that'd be so funny <laughs> now obviously oh my it'd be, god it'd be, such, it'd be such a kind of a weird cop out in a way but i think it'd be genuinely hilarious and they just do and just do that i think it'd be genuinely great i feel like maybe not a music video but more or a song but maybe like a parody that would be funny because it would fit like i, I won't i feel like it won't like kind of be like disconnecting so maybe like a parody of that that would be hilarious <laughs> not you know because if you do it it's like whoa what are you doing <laughs> in a legit like debut or like not in debut but like a title track you do that that would be i mean wild it would get people's attention i mean it would but okay publicity it depends on publicity. that song though i mean publicity but you know how korea is with or even international fans are in comment section sometimes or um, what they think about things. Um, especially if they're a new group. I don't know if you want that sort of publicity. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Okay, yeah, that's probably true. It's kind, it can get pretty toxic, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, maybe if you're more established, because I feel like if you're an older group and you're known for being really goofy or weird, they're probably like, oh, yeah, that's them. Like, I feel like for an established group to do it, that would be even, like, a better fit, you know? Yeah, that's true. And that's why I'm not a producer. 
But anyway, yeah, um, can tell. The song is really, really good, and probably one of the most iconic summer songs back in 2019. So if you haven't listened to "Wave" by Atiz, go ahead and check it out. And I hope the guy that I pronounced your name right, because that'd be really awkward. Wait for the comments section. <laughs> yeah, the, don't. Yeah, let's hope not. Now moving on to song number six, we have "Hala Hala" from Card. And if you don't know who Card is, they're essentially a four-member co-ed group. So there's two boys, mm-hmm. two girls, which is something yep. that, ironically enough, that, that was quite a thing in K-pop back in Gen One, like back in the day. But apparently, oh some, yeah, for some reason, one way or another, there hasn't really been many co-ed groups or whatever. I believe like Card was one of the first ones that really came out in like 2010s because prior to that it was no there was a lot of segregation like you had boy groups and girl groups there's no co-ed um so yeah i think they're one of the first ones at least presently they're one of the first ones in this like second and third gen i think third gen third gen sorry third generation yeah but anyway their song holla holla is their debut song off their debut ep called holla holla and this song much is it hola hola it's hola (laughs) Ola Ola. It's Spanish. Ola. It's Ola, like Ola Ola. Apologies. I didn't think I didn't know it was the the Spanish <laughs> pronunciation. But anyway, that's unprofessional apologies. But anyway, this song is much like way much like um egoistic, actually. It follows on this EDM slash tropical house genre vibe. And yeah, this song is just great. It's it's kind of a chill song. Like, it's not like a fast-paced song or anything like that, but it's just a very, very fantastic song, and it's one heck of a debut from this group. Yeah, and I definitely feel like for this EP, they they definitely drew on a lot more, like, Latin vibes compared to other, like, debuts or other groups. I mean, that's why they're super popular. They're popular in Mexico and South America. They're one of the big K-pop groups that actively go there for touring. Um for me, like this song, like I love this debut. I w- I think I watched their debut and I just followed their, you know, career. I mean, they get they get hate on, but they also get love. I wish they were more popular domestically than internationally, but they have that international flair. They have mm. that that attracts people compared to like in Korea where they may not be as receptive. Um, mm. for me. I love the music video and just the song in general. Even the lyrics are very nice. Like it talks a lot about like just being like moments or memories with, you're making memories with people. Um, And you're just trying to encapsulate that, like this moment and how much like it means to you just to be with your, you know, your friends. And I also feel like for me, it kind of helped normalize because in Korea, it's very like, you know, guys are with guy friends or girls with girlfriends. And if you're together, you're a romantic partner, right? But I feel mm. like with this, it shows that you can have female and male friendships that you don't have romantic. And it does show it. Like, they're so relaxed with each other. And it, and they're like one of the co-ed groups. So it's kind, it's, I like that, that they're kind of normalizing it now. And I hope, you know, in the future, we can have more, like, groups that come out that are co-ed or there's not as much scandal if male and female idols are like friends with each other. I feel like it's a little better now, but it can be very toxic, especially if they're very popular groups. Mm. Um, and then of course, like how you mentioned with the tropical house and the EDM, like um, I love this, like it has so much like, it's so house, like that tropical house vibe. 
it has the synthesizers, the sounds, it has the the four by four kick pattern, and it's just I don't know. It's it's such a groovy song. Like you just listen to it and you just like listen. It's like you get bop along. It's just it's such a catchy song. It's a catchy song. Yeah, I think for me the chorus is probably oh, probably yeah. the most memorable part for me. Like I I think that's honestly the point of that whole that whole chorus. Like it's such an earworm and it's such you, like you can't. You, like you don't forget the kind of sound that the the chorus produced to put it one way, and it's just really really great. And yeah. you know, speaking on the music video, actually, I really like the music video as well because it's just really, it there isn't really like a concept or like a very complicated story behind it. It's just the just the road trip, the summer yeah, road trip. Yeah, pretty much. You're on a road. It's it's relatable to be honest. Who hasn't gone on a road trip with your friends? You know, just having fun, going to like different places, stopping to like, and just hanging out, taking pictures. Like it's so relatable in a way. And when I was watching, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I'm like, it made me think about the road trips I've been on when I'm in like the mainland with my friends. It, it's, it's a fun video. Like it looked like they had so much fun when they filmed it too. Like yeah, yeah. I think um. Just based on our research that we've done,、um, they filmed the music video in America. So they, I think they specific. I because I remember like they specifically filmed in places like L.A., Las Vegas, Mexico, and Brazil. Which, like we've already mentioned, like they're incredibly popular in these areas, especially in Mexico and Brazil. But you know, I really do like the fact that they did get they did get a chance to film in L.A. because I think that's、um, B.M.s, who's one of the members of the card. That's like his hometown. That's his house. Yeah, his place, hey, you know? BM,、so. Big Matthew, he's an、yeah. LA boy. He's so hype. Like, 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 honestly, like for me, like, I think if you needed to personify LA, let's go to BM, man. It's Big Matthew. Like, I swear, if you go to non-card, like, if you don't know who Card is, and you're like in the fandom, you know who BM is. You yeah, still a- know him. He's you, a giant guy, and he always screams out. I'm not gonna. I don't know how much you censor on here. Oh, you are you talking about his charity? Yeah, just say that. I mean, like, yeah, we, can, we can we can say it. I can talk about. He, I mean, he he was so known for it, and then he made a charity of it. I mean, that's even great. Like that's that's even better. He made something that was kind of like a joke for a bit into like a great thing. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, there's like a very iconic a、uh, podcast pl- clip from um, I think it's、yeah. from uh Eric Nam's podcast on Dive、yeah. Studios. Um, oh yeah, I about, I saw it. <laughs> talks about the um, BTG, which、yeah. um, if you can figure out the acronyms, you know. And I really like the fact that he mentions other idol member <laughs> idols within the industry. I know, industry and he mentioned people I knew, so I was like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like the funniest thing, and like I think like you know like when you have people like BM, it's just really really great, and this makes the song a lot of fun too because I think you know the vibe that he gives out really does show in the song, and the rest of the members as well really do like they just take in that as well, and it's just really、mm-hmm. really fantastic. It's such a fun song too. It's it's a very relaxing song, oddly enough. Like you would think, like considering like. The kind of people that we're talking about that are in this group, you think this song would be all hype? Which, to be fair, I mean, they, they do. You, there are songs that Card has done that are pretty hype. Especially their one, recent comebacks, it's been very um. Yeah. It's been it's very different from what they debuted with, and I mean I love it, 
but it's very like whole like I can do a lot about that. You can talk about those, like you can do a whole podcast about that. Like just watching their music and how much they change. Like doing like like a debut versus recent comeback, like comparison, like see how they've grown and evolved. That'd be like that'd be a really cool podcast, I think. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, this is just a very fantastic summer song. And that is why this song is number six on our playlist. But moving on to the next song, we have In the Summer by Infinite. And if you don't know who Infinite are, um, actually, um, I'll let you, Joyce, kind of explain who they are. Because I I, I imagine for a lot of our listeners out there, they probably aren't exactly familiar with this group. Because I think, um, just just a quick question, are they uh, they still around? Are they still active? Or did they disband? Okay, so they are still active. Um, I am waiting right now. Right now, we have one, two, three, three members out of the military. No, one that left, but he's out of the military, but I still follow him. And then we're still waiting. One is still not in, and we're waiting on two right now to dis, um, discharge from the military. Okay. Um, right now, the leader is having a comeback, so yes. Oh, okay. So. oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, can you like kind of give a bit of a TLDR behind this group? Because, you know, they're, they're I mean... I don't think it's fair to say they're an old group. It's just they're they're not exactly I mean, one of the, the. They've debuted and yeah. for ten years. It's been ten years. They debuted. Um, with, okay, so for me, I'm an in spirit. So this is one of my this is my top. This is my favorite group to all you listeners out there. So I am an in spirit. Um, so Infinite, they're a seven member group, and they're from Wulim Entertainment, and they debuted in 2010. And for me, since we're doing summer songs, I wanted to include this. It's called In the Summer, and it's from, it's a B-side song. So it's not a title track. It's not. But I love it. I love it a lot. It's from their, I think it was like the third EP, Infinitize, Infinitize, in 2012. And fun fact about this, this album, um, 2012 was when Psy's Gundam Style came out, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, I believe so. This yep. song... This the title track from this song and this whole this title track was called The Chaser from this song. It actually was voted by Billboard as the number one K-pop song of 2012. So it beat outside. Really? Yeah. I'm oh, very proud of that fact. They were they actually performed at Billboard way mean, before in America? Yeah, yeah, they were in America. Oh wow. They're, yeah. Like I said, I'm an in spirit. I followed this. I was very proud. Um, they've done a lot of things that other people are now doing, like, have done. But I feel like they're overlooked because they are from a smaller agency that, you know, but they have done a lot of great things and that they have achieved a lot for what they have as an agency. Um, but yeah, that's my fun fact. I wanted to include that in this podcast. Thank you. I mean, I think that's really important because I think for a lot of people, they probably do not know who Infinite are. So. Yeah, I want to establish a foundation that, you know, this was a K-pop group that actually was, they were small, but they were actually domestically, they're very popular. Even now through like military and stuff, we're still waiting for them to like finish all their enlistments. And they're still together um, from what I, well, one member did leave and another member did go to another agency, but he's technically still in, infinite he's still performing with them um so for me like i love this song because it's such a simple song it's just melody in the background one of the members is just playing on his guitar and everyone is just vocalizing and harmonizing and it's it's so simple 
and yet it's so like beautiful to listen to because it really invokes like the memories of for me like when I go to the beach or I have or I go to the beach with my friends and stuff it captures like a lot of memories for me and that's what this song is about it's about like having memories with people that you love or just you know longing for that moment again and just I just love this song a lot like for a b-side I'm like oh I'm gonna be warning ones I pick b-side songs because I enjoy b-sides too because I feel like they're like the I mean, you have the t- the title right in the front, but underneath that, you have those little little like treasures that are like like or like the unknown songs, and that's what this is. I feel like this is a really good song for the summer. Like it's so light and refreshing, and has like a good message and very positive, and it's simple. They're just singing. They're not. There's like maybe some simple camera work, but they're just singing, and I like that. It doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah, I think, like, for me, um, like, what you said about B-Size is true, because, you know, to be honest, like, for most title tracks, they're probably going to be the most formulaic songs out of the entire album, because the main point about the title track is to, you know, get people to listen to the rest of the album, because, you know, if the theory is that if you, you know, are sold on the title track, you might download the rest of the album which means you know the company that is in charge of said group will make money because you know that's how they make their money and you know usually with b-sides that's usually when you see all of the you know genuine song like musical talent that all of the groups have i would say like adding on that like the more experimental like maybe it's not a title but they're experimenting they're trying new things and they're using it as the b-side which yeah definitely Definitely. Yeah, I think like just to provide like an example, like I think Red Velvet probably has one of the best B sides in K pop. One of Mm, them, anyway. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot more groups, but you know, the main TLDR is that, you know, B sides are usually the songs that where you see, you know, the group's like true character, like what they're truly capable of. Yeah. And I definitely feel that with B sides. And it's the ones like, you know, when they come back. And they have the title track, but sometimes they have a B track they perform. It's like, pick that B track that I like. Pick it. I want to see it live because you want to see, you know, you always want to see the live versions of songs that you genuinely, genuinely enjoy. Just to see the performance or the choreography or just how, the, how things change. Like, I know for like, um, well, it's another Infinite song, but in one Infinite song, the CD, that's how the members sing it. But when they perform it live, two members switch lyrics because they perform it live and they wanted to have the best version. So they switch it. So you get the best version, but on the CD, it's the, the other member, like they switch back, like the original members. So I found that interesting when I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. It kind of gives that nice little thrill. Like what else are they going to perform or do for you? Um, so, yeah, you know, just going back to the song, because we've kind of went on this whole tangent about B-sides, but, you know, like I mean, in the well, summer... You gotta appreciate B-sides. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, it's true, it's true, but, you know, we gotta talk about the song, you know? I, I, I haven't really said much about the song yet, that's why. Okay, but, what do you think about the song? I, I want to hear what you think. What do you yeah, think about the song? I, I mean, you know, since you're a fan, like, I feel pressured, but it's okay. It's okay. I, I no, have good I, thing- I don't care. I, I'm one of those people, like, I don't care. I like what I like. I don't care, really. Um, it's just my opinion. It's just, okay, how would I say this? I'm like one of those people where 
like, I respect your opinion. I will listen to it. And if I feel like, yeah, that's justifiable. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Like I get where you're, it's all preference. Music is all on preference, dude. Like I won't be insulted. If you don't like the group. I like, I, I might not like groups you like, you know, relax. This is just music. I don't understand the whole mentality of mine is the best, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's true. But anyway, on this song, I really, really liked it. Um, it oddly reminded me of, you know, considering how simple the song actually is from a music- mm-hmm. musical perspective, it it's not quite Jack Johnson, but it's in that periphery of style, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's a very, in that, like, in that simplicity, yeah. Very chill, just- chill vibe. And it's all about the lyrics and what they're tr- trying to talk about. And it's just a really, really fun song. And I've seen, like, a... I think like a live version of it, like where they, I think they filmed at a whole, like a resort, I think, because they, they were filming in front of a pool and they were filming like that. And it, it was really, really fun. And again, it just gives out that summer vibe and it's just a really, really fun. So, you know, if you're looking for a very, I think. Chill. I think chill. Chill song. Chill song. I, summer songs are on a spectrum. You have the really chill, like you have the vibey, dancey ones. This is on the chill side, you know? Yeah, this one's, if you're looking for a chill summer song, then this song is definitely for you. But moving on to the next song, and speaking on, you know, dancey summer songs, we have Twice as Dance the Night Away. And I think this is kind of a lock for this kind of podcast, as this song is just so iconically summer. And, you know, you know what you're going to get with Twice. And it's absolutely fantastic. And I think from a musical perspective, um, it's it's just a lot of fun. It definitely gets you dancing, to put it one way. I mean, in the chorus, they say you want to dance the night away. Of course, this is a dance song. Like, for me, like, how will I describe Twice? Like, I really enjoyed this song from them. Like, I felt that ocean like I liked how they use sound effects they use the ocean they use like dolphin sounds and I loved it that how how they use these components and integrate in the song it made it even better because it makes like you're experiencing this with twice you know what I mean like it gives you that experience and I find the storyline kind of funny <laughs> like just watching the MV like um they they wake up and they're castaways on an island and then now they have to survive and it's like yeah we're gonna survive and then they're like let's dance the night away like I I don't know like I found it really cute it's very bright it's like very light and airy and it's like like I want to say like you think too deep like too deeply about it you just enjoy it so much you don't really have to analyze it it just you just enjoy it they invoke I feel like they invoke a lot of sunshine like they're like a little ball of sunshine like they're just so happy um I love the chorus dance. <laughs> like, they're just dancing. It's so cute for them. Yeah, they're um, really happy for being castaways. I know. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not realistic, but... I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I'm... Like, since they're castaways in the video, like, I'm reminded of the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, you know, they I look... I wish... Oh, my God. I wish in the video they had a volleyball. I wish they had a volleyball and they had a face. That would be That'd great. Be, that would have been funny. That would be a nice touch reference, actually. That'd they should have done that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be, that would have been really, really funny, actually. But alas, they didn't do that. But that would have been funny. 
but you know, like speak like you know. Oh my god! But you know, just speaking on like all of the story aspects of the music video, I think it's not really meant to be taken seriously. It's just meant yeah. to be a fun summer song, and it does its job. It's a very fun dance song. I mean, the music video does evoke summer just unequivocally, and I think as yes. well, like, considering they filmed in Okinawa as well, like it just yes. gives off that summer vibe as well. And Okinawa is quite a gorgeous place as well, so they picked location for the music video really really well i mean um it's quite funny um there's a saying saying um that okinawa is actually just budget hoi because um i mean okay that that doesn't mean that it, it's no, bad i, I get what it, you mean it's like it, it's just that um, it's just that for airfares it's cheaper because it's closer to i mean to japan specifically or just most of asia and like because usually the trip to hawaii is kind of expensive Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Okinawa. I'm not dissing Okinawa. Okinawa is a very nice place. And just based on the photos and whatnot, it's just, it just seems like a really nice place to go to for vacation. So, But anyway, um, this song is just a very great summer song. And, you know, it's one of those songs that you just, you just dance to. Because you can't really help it. And it's just great. And it's just... Yeah. It, it, it's a song that, that, you know, Twice does really well. It's just a ball. It's it's, it's a ball style. of sunshine, and it's just their style, and they do it yeah. really well, and that's why they're so famous within the world of K-pop and around the world as well, arguably. But oh anyway, God, yes. the next song is Seventeen's yeah. Holiday, and Joyce this is another this is another one of your picks, and you it's know, another B-side pick. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think we need to introduce the group as much because I think a lot of people know who Seventeen are. But yes, you know, well, why did you? I want to ask you, like, why did you pick this song to, to be in to be a part of the playlist? Be honest, I just wanted to include a Seventeen song. Nah. I mean, that's not a bad reason. No, 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 no. For me, like when I thought of like holiday, like not holiday, but when I thought of like summer songs, I thought about like things I've done in the summer, and it kind of goes back to like card with like a road trip, and then for this, it's like going on a holiday. You're vacationing. And for this, this song, um, did you watch the music? <laughs> did you hear the song? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's okay. very much like the Hala Hala video. It's just, yeah. you know, with the, this is just with sense. It's just less than photography. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, yeah. it's less than photography. It's more about just going on vacation and being with your bros and just, you know, relaxing, going sh- shopping, cooking, playing, ba- just relaxing because just i just like this video a lot and i like the the song a lot i love this song it's like such a good b-side song from 17. um how you said like red velvet has really good b-sides i like the 17th b-sides a lot <laughs> mm. they're all really good like i enjoy all their songs in general yeah but like yeah so. anyway it has such a nostalgia about it because how it's filmed for me because of the filter that they put over it's very like home movie and mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like that. And I thought, like, this would be, like, a nice pick for, the, you know, the podcast, like, a, as a choice because the video and the lyrics and just the song in general, like, it's just, it's a happy song, too, because, I don't know, I just love it because it's such an upbeat song for me. It's so, like, it makes you just want to bop and chill and just, like, be goofy and just be silly, you know? And I feel like that's summer. Like, that's the time where you can relax and be silly and goofy and just have like freedom like you don't have a care in the world there's like no direction like that you can have and oh funny thing i want to include 
um, this whole video was um, directed, like directed, filmed, and edited by one of the members. He did the entire thing. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. That actually makes total sense, actually, because it, it, because to me, it kind of felt like because if they actually hired a director to do this, I could just imagine the conversation with the director and the cast. I mean, not the cast, yeah. but the members basically saying, "Okay, which one of you has the best iPhone or Android phone?" Someone <laughs> raised their yeah. hand. Okay, uh, just film your trip, and we'll just take whatever you got, and we'll just make it into a music. I know. Set. Yeah, so. I feel like it does feel like that a little bit because it feels like it's not high quality. It is not high quality. Like what you're, what we are used to and MVs, it is not that. But I like that because it gives, it evokes more like connection. Like, oh, they're filming this on a freaking phone. Like how we film things on our phone and to capture our memories. You know, like it's so relatable in that sense. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this song, again... It, it just evokes summer as well. And it's also very endearing because of the reason that you said, like it's not exactly the best, best filmed music video out there, but yeah. that doesn't really matter because it's very authentic and very endearing to fans because, you know, it's a, it's a very just genuine piece. Yeah, I mean, who else is going to give you a video that they edited where they're like, they're just chilling. They're drinking beer. They show that they're drinking. Um, and they're like no makeup. There's like not a lot of them have makeup on. They're like just normal dudes, and it's like it's so like I really like that. I like it that they just they did this for the fans. Really, it was for carrots. Um, that's the fandom. So they're carrots. Mm. Um, and I really feel like they made this song because a lot of people, a lot of fans do like this song, and they made a video. I mean, they didn't have to, but they made a video, and it's for the fandom. And mm. it's so personal in a way. So that's why I love this song. And it's included. Yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said. And even for me, this is actually one of the first 17 songs that I've seen, like fully, like properly. So, you know, I really got that vibe. Like even if this was yeah. like the first song that I've seen from them, you know, I really get that sense of togetherness that you talked about. And, you know, this makes me want to see all like the rest of their discography because I'm sure I'll probably have a really good time with the rest mm. of the songs because they're all I actually want to introduce you to some of their songs because they have like this one it's EDM but it's kind of their style of EDM so okay. I think you might like it I like they well I like them because you know they make they have a part in making and creating the music and the choreography so they have some say and creation mm. yeah so I mean, that will probably be a future podcast episode, so stay tuned for that. But anyway. Yes, I will be here. I hope so. I, I mean, to hear that. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you're like a resident 17 fan, so I mean, I feel like I need to. But anyway, <laughs> last song for this episode, uh, this very long episode, oh actually. God. This has it's actually been over an hour. So um, the final song that we have here is Hyuna's Bubble Pop. And, you know, along. I, I mean, I honestly have to say, like, this song is kind of an old song, actually. This came out back in 2011. Well, this is arguably one of the most iconic K-pop songs ever. Like, Iconic ever. and controversial. That's another And that reason. as well, but we'll get into that. But, you know, let's talk about the music first. I think this as a song, it gives out that summer vibe as well. Like, it, Oh, yeah. 
I mean, since it's a song back in 2011, it really, it shows all of those usual like tropes they usually have with music from back then. So you have lots of Euro pop beats, lots of like electronical stuff. And it's just overall just a very dance oriented song. And it does that really, really well. And, you know, the music video also complements that. I mean, it, it there's just lots of scenes of summer that is genuinely really great and it's just a lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of fun to listen to but however we like we've mentioned the song unfortunately back when the song was released did encounter a lot of controversy and joyce let's take it to you let's try to get through this because it's a very lengthy and kind of i mean it's not like the most complicated problem but you know why was this song so controversial when it was released um, definitely like Hyuna, like who doesn't really know Hyuna in a way? Um, especially for like old and new school now. Like if you if if you don't know who Hyuna is, remember size Gundam style? She's the girl. That's her. If you're new fans. Um, but if you know Hyuna from back in the day, she's like, ooh, this song, like I actually really enjoy this song. It's very light. It's very light, and I feel like I want to say like effervescent. Like it feels just like just just light. It's a very airy song, and like how you mentioned, it's very dance oriented. Specifically, when they made this song, that's what they wanted because Hyuna is more of a performer. She's not more of a singer or a rapper. She's more of a performance. She's more into dance. So that's why I think they picked that sort of choice for her. Um, and it does fit her style. I mean, she is, Hyuna is, how would you say, very sensual, like sensu- like sexuality personified. Like she's very, she's confident in who she is and she's very unapologetic of who she is. And I feel like when this song came out, it caused controversy because of how American it does look. It doesn't look like K-pop. It looks very American and that's what rubbed people the wrong way. Like for international fans, they they gravitate towards K-pop for the reason that it's not American music. And then for in Korea, it's a very um, censored song because of the dance. I feel like instead of the song, it was because of the performance, which is very like suggestively dancing that caused the whole thing and how conservative Korea is. That's what caused so much controversy. But with, with kids, with people who listen to the, her music, it's like with controversy and censorship, it, ri- it raises your interest. And that's why she got so many plays and it was so popular. Everyone knew the dance and everyone knew the song because it was censored, it was banned. And that's why I feel like it's such a, Oh, there's such a topic about Hyuna. Like, there's so much positive and negatives with her, but it does. It's about this song. This song really made you know who Hyuna is. You know, be- prior to all the thing that she's done before. Like, she was in Wonder Girls at one point, and she was in Four Minute. Like, she was in two successful girl groups at one point, um, and now she went solo and she made a name for herself through like her solo work. Mm. Yeah, that, I really do agree with that, and I think. Just looking at the video now, considering it's been almost a decade since this song came out, like I personally don't really think it's like that suggestive at all. And I think, I mean, and this is just my opinion, by the way. And, you know, I think even in today's K-pop, like I think, I don't know, I think people, 
I, I wouldn't say people are, are apps like totally used to it, but I think people are more, at least in the K-pop fandom, I think a little bit more accepting of it. I don't know. Do, do you agree with that, or do you think it's a little bit? I feel not like quite. if Huna, okay, I I truly believe if Huna waited a few years and put this out, it would not have got the backlash that it had in Korea, like that controversy. Mm-hmm. I feel like because she was one of the first that she got the brunt of it. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. when you look at it now from our lens, we've seen way worse music videos. Like, we've seen way worse. This is so tame. But because it's the K-pop fandoms and K-pop sort of entertainment sphere, we expect more innocence. We expect more, like, demeanor. Like, you know, demure women, like, covered so it's more conservative in that way um that when this came out which is more like you know high shorts going your cleavage or decotage or you know just dancing like wiggling your butt like it's something that in k-pop it's kind of new like it's so conservative in a way but i feel now it's more open so i really do believe she waited a few years she would have been fine and she would have escaped a lot of this like sort of thing. But at the same time, would she have wanted it? Because it, it raised a lot of interest in her and she got a lot of her name out there. Like, you know, how you said good publicity or bad publicity, she is established. She's a bit more established than a debut star. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And man, what was I going to say? Shoot. <laughs> But it's okay. I'll edit this out. But um, <laughs> it's okay. Oh man, what was I gonna say? It was actually a good point. But anyway, like in all in all, like this song is just a really, really great song. And I think, as you as you said, like even though it got all of the controversy it did get, it still got 150 million views on YouTube. I think I call that it a was, success, um, my opinion. I believe she's one of the first female solos to get 100 mil on her video. She's one of the first. I mean, we have now like girl groups, but she's a solo. She did it on her own. Um, a lot of her recent work now have been really great. Like she's very, she's clashing. She's breaking that K-pop mode for women. And she's not, she's showing different sides of herself. And it's so fascinating watching her in like her evolve. Her, her evolving in her craft. It's very interesting with Hina. Like, yeah, I think I think you could put her along with Mamamoo who kind of break that that glass ceiling that most yep. female idols have to contend with. And I think yes, you know, considering them be. at the pine, like at the forefront of that breaking of the glass per se, like I think that's just really great. And I think mm-hmm. it'll like from a musical perspective as well, like I think it'll just add a lot more vibrancy to the whole K pop k-pop like ecosystem per se mm, and i yeah. think it'll, i think it'll just add a lot more to it and you know all in all like again like this song is really really great and generally a really really great song like even though it's like almost a decade old it's still a very fantastic song and like honestly for me it's it's like it still has that addicting factor to me even though it's such an old song like it's such a great summer song and that is why we actually ended um, the playlist with this song because it's such a such a great song to end off on. But anyway, that concludes this very, very long episode of this, I guess this like 
inaugural debut of this particular show that we have in mind for this podcast. So mm-hmm. um, once again, um, big thanks to Joyce for coming on to the show. Yes. And I enjoyed my time on the show. And considering <laughs> how long this episode actually is, and if you actually made it this far, um, congrats to you because um, it's almost an hour and a half now. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, we, we went through some lengthy discussions. So I really hope you enjoyed it. And you know, um, if you want the playlist, um, I'm actually going to release the playlist on our Insta story. So once this episode does come out, you'll see an Insta story with the entire playlist. And we'll also provide a YouTube link to the musical playlist that we have that we mentioned in this entire show. So on that note, wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours, thank you so much for watching this episode of K-Pop Rama. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week as we dive into something that is either K-Pop or K-Drama related. So on that note, this is Gian from Joyce from K-Pop Rama signing off. Take care and have, and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Also, happy holidays if this is past. Happy holidays or happy new year. And a happy new year. It'll definitely come out by the new year. So yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. See you guys next time. Peace.